Hey y'all, it's Carmen. How are y'all doing today? Uh, thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. It's a special day. This is our 40th episode. So uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you've been with, with me through the beginning, when we started back in April, thank you. And I ask that you do share this podcast with a friend if it's been encouraging to you. I hope you're well today as we near to Christmas Day. Hope you're not too panicked or stressed. Hopefully the shopping and the traffic and all of all of that has not gotten to you. What I do hope is that you are waiting and anticipating the arrival of Jesus. I hope that you are experiencing his perfect peace and grace as you pray, come Lord Jesus. I encourage us all to not be, quote, slumbering on the things of God as we wait his return. God's radical arrival changed eternity. That message is still relevant today in 2020. Someone needs to hear it. Eyes up, hearts open, look alive to who in your world needs this hope. Is there a better time than today to shine the light of Jesus? I don't think so. I have enjoyed these Christmas episodes. I have enjoyed revisiting my childhood and telling you some of the memories from this special time of year. I have enjoyed texting my mom and sisters, reminiscing, just to make sure I get the details right. As the youngest of the family, some of those memories are a bit foggy. Today, I have another Christmas memory to share with you. I think you will get a kick out of it. So my parents, even though They focused on the true meaning of Christmas. They did choose to do, quote, Santa with us girls. They were so good at being sneaky. We did the whole bit, naughty and nice, cookies and milk, etc. They also did an awesome job of surprising us with some of the gifts we received. Some things that were not even on our radar. One Christmas Eve in particular, they had gotten a rather large present for us all to share. It was a large console stereo with a turntable. That's a record player for you young ones listening. So a disclaimer, up to this point, I did not have much clue that, quote, Santa may be my parents. Anyway, at this point in my childhood, I shared a room with one of my sisters. Our bedroom was located on the front of the house near the front porch. As we were drifting off to sleep that Christmas Eve, we were suddenly startled by a crunching sound outside our window. Well, of course, we jumped up out of bed to look and see what had made that noise. To our amazement, we see our dad getting out of his truck that was apparently backed into the brick steps of the front porch. He was attempting to unload the console stereo and had crashed into the porch. Thinking back on it, I'm not real sure how he and my mom got that monstrosity through the front door. This may have also been the year this same sister and I began sneaking into the living room in the middle of the night to see what gifts we had waiting on us. Why do I tell you this particular memory? Because our, quote, regular night of going to sleep was interrupted by an astonishing event. On a much larger and more significant scale, the shepherds, on the night Jesus was born, were the recipients of a divine interruption into their regular life. Let's look at the scripture, Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. In the same region, 
There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child, and all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all of these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. As we think about God's radical arrival and how it changed eternity, we can easily identify with the shepherds. This scripture is chocked full of radical truths that can change how we think about the birth of Jesus. Let's look at these takeaways. Number one, the first people to receive the news of Jesus's birth were the lowliest, often considered the dirtiest of society, the shepherds. Not only were they the first ones who were given the news, but who gave them the news was astonishing. Number two, some scholars believe that the shepherds of Bethlehem were the men who were raising the sheep that would be sacrificed at the temple for the sins of Israel. These, quote, dirty men who prepared the sacrificial lambs themselves were not able to enter the courts of the temple. And yet the angel did not go to the temple to inform the priest or the, quote, church folk. He chose to proclaim this very great news to these lowly men. Culture and social position did not matter at this moment. What mattered was the heart of the hearers. In this field, they served God faithfully. Had they been looking for the Messiah, knowing he would be born in Bethlehem? Think of it. As they cared for the symbol of redemption and the consolation of Israel, the God of the universe was coming into this world to be the eternal redeemer and the consolation of not just Israel, but of every person that would ever live on earth. That includes you and me. Number three, the angel appeared in the sky and gave them the news. This was not fake news from BNN, Bethlehem News Network. This was the most wonderful and truthful news that could have ever been told. Number four, God's glory shone around the shepherds. This is radical because in Exodus 33 verses 12 through 23, we see a conversation between God and Moses. Moses asks to see God's glory. God agrees to pass in front of Moses, but Moses must be shielded from seeing God's face, his full glory. 
And also in Chronicles 2, chapter 7, God's glory fills the temple and the priest cannot even go near the temple. Throughout scripture, we see that when people are confronted with the glory of the Lord, they react just as the shepherds did, with fear and awe. God's glory is not some bright light in the distant sky. It is an all-consuming presence that one does not quickly forget and is forever changed by it. We see this from the shepherds. Number five, this occasion called for more angels to come and help give the message. Not just one angel would suffice. A multitude of heavenly hosts were needed for this assignment. Number six, the shepherds believed. Did their time preparing the sacrificial lambs prepare their hearts for this level of faith? No question that their faith changed their actions. No longer were the lambs their concern. They had been introduced to the lamb, and they needed to act. Number seven, an act they did immediately and quickly. They had to see for themselves. They had to worship for themselves. And number eight, after their divine encounter with the newborn Savior, they had to tell everyone they knew. This news could not be kept to themselves. They were now witnesses to something quite miraculous and life-changing. This part of the Christmas account is so special to me. What resonates the most with me is that God's grace is not limited to any one group of people. He does not show favorites or withhold his grace from anyone. We are all unworthy, but in spite of that, he offers us his love, salvation, and forgiveness. Do you need to receive God's grace? Let me tell you, it will not only change your now, it will change your eternity. Has God asked you to serve him in a new way, or has he asked you to remain faithful in a calling? These shepherds faithfully served for years, waiting for something greater, waiting for the greater lamb. Don't give up on doing good, because at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up, just as the shepherds did. We've got the marching orders. Accept his grace. Hear from heaven. Trust. Obey. Tell others. Let these lowly shepherds be our example. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for including the lowliest of society. And not only did you include them, God, you you chose them to be the first to receive this glorious news of you coming to earth to save them. God, I thank you that they obeyed, that they trusted, that they told others. It is quite possible that because they were obedient in telling others that some of us listening know about Jesus. So thank you for that. Thank you for not looking at our social position or what we do for a living and finding our worthiness for your grace based on that qualification. But we are worthy of your grace because you love us. So thank you. Thank you again for this Christmas season. May we celebrate you. Maybe may we wait faithfully for your return. 
We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, God's radical arrival is so overwhelming. I will say that again and again. So many were impacted by this one event from every spectrum of life. We will see that even kings, rulers, and wise men were impacted. Just as the wise men decided when they learned of the Messiah, we must also choose what we will do with Jesus. I sure hope you will meet me back here next week as we journey with the wise men on their quest to find the Savior of the world. God has so much to reveal to us. Remember that you can access this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and now available on Amazon. You can also access Let's Be Real and other podcasts through the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network by visiting www.kingdomrock.org. This has been Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it. Merry Christmas to you and your family.